I'm Jeremy Greer. I'm Merlin! This is Still as Kingdom Keeps, the creepy but necessary podcast where me and Merlin cover the TV show Chris Mosier (laughs) that was originally aired on BBC in 2009 when Chris was nine years old. That's right. Uh, We're back with more season four. Goodness, uh, this show continues to deliver in ways that I just absolutely adore and love. Like uh, we've talked, we talk about it almost every single week, but how great is it? It's just good show, Chris. It's just mm-hmm. good show. This is a, this was a superb ep- episode. I absolutely loved this episode and it's not just because Dragoon was in it. Okay. Uh, it's also, it was a good episode. Also, it was a good episode. Never hurts though. That would always elevates it for a that couple of points. Absolutely does not ever hurt. Uh, real quick, before we get into the main part of the episode, we want to shout out all of our patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. They continue to support you know us what you did. month to month, getting episodes early, being able to access the discord, having access to exclusive content like Chris and I doing a commentary on the movie Shrek. Uh, yeah, which that's is a, there. That's Don't a real, forget that that is there. You can just cue that up with Netflix and have a delightful hour and a half. Or honestly, if you just want to listen to the first like 15 minutes where I am so disgusted by the intro that I almost turned it off, yeah. almost canceled the oh, whole I thing. Oh, I forgot about that. Then you got a little drunk and it was all right. Yeah, you know? and, and then the beers kicked in and we were having a good time. <laughs> anyway, we're not <laughs> drinking on this episode. We're not. No, we're we're in. We're talking about Merlin on this episode. Uh, and Chris, how are you doing, my man? Is everything good? I feel I'm feeling so excellent that you wouldn't even believe it. How got a, are you? you got a lot of hype energy. I thought you were going to be a hater this week, but you're coming in as a oh, hyper. You're right. No, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I am a hater. You're right. No, no, no. Stay with the hype energy. You I called love me. It. You ca- in the outtakes. Uh-huh. You called me a fake hater. I did. God no. I said that sometimes I didn't think that you were living up to your hater hype. Is what I said. I just don't know how to be more like I. I have to model uh-huh. myself after Morgana. I think. Yeah, I think Morgana I'm, is a hater. I'm, I've been on Merlin's side for a little bit too long here. So, okay, I'll start changing my tune a little bit. I'll I will become a Morgana stan from here on out and and hopefully my hater energy will She will d- she itself. does no wrong, Chris. She does no wrong. Everything she did has been justified this thus far. Haters usually don't do anything wrong. I agree. It's usually society who wronged them in some way. What's been happening on Merlin? Um last time on Merlin? <laughs> Arthur accidentally started a war after taking some bad advice and killing a rival king. But worse than that, the young Pendragon began to push his friends away, only falling deeper into doubt. In the end, he managed to stop the war through victory in single combat and learned a little something about the power of friendship along the way. Not wrong. I don't know if that last part is really true. No, I think that's pretty true. Uh, today we're covering Merlin season four, episode six, a servant of two masters. When Merlin falls into Morgana's hands, he becomes a deadly weapon in her fight for supremacy. Using ancient magic, she pits friend against friend to create the perfect assassin. Well, not really perfect as as we will see, (laughs) like to create an assassin, I guess. Uh, an oblivious Arthur is in great danger. Will anyone notice Merlin's unusual behavior before he does the turns out everyone serious harm. And yes, absolutely. The, the only one who didn't notice was Leon. Yeah, Leon was the only clueless one. Or he was a big clueless one in this one. Uh, yeah, this is this is such a fun episode, uh, and it's it's just it's wacky adventures of Merlin. Uh, there's not really a lot of serious overtones here, uh, but you know, just the kind of vague threat that Merlin might execute Arthur, which I think anybody watching the show knows is not going to happen. Uh, and then, like the also kind of underneath thing of there's a traitor in the mist, right? The, mm-hmm. then the, which is going to pay off in the next episode, which I think is just a, again really really interesting the way that they sometimes introduce ideas and then follow it up r- right in the yeah. next episode uh, instead of dealing with it in this one. Very good stuff. Yeah, this episode has a lot of Merther scenes too. It's a lot of like genuinely kind 
affection between Arthur and Merlin because at the beginning of the episode we think that Merlin is going to die and Arthur's actually nice to him for once. Yeah, uh, that's that's it's kind of a remarkable scene actually. Uh <laughs> we start with Arthur and his knights riding through the forest on horseback, uh Merlin barely following. Uh, and as they slow down to go into the Valley of the Fallen Kings, uh, kind of a, you know, again, just a, just a day's ride away from Camelot, yeah. like not very what far year at all. Was, was this episode, um, was this was like 2012, something like that? 2011. Yeah, November 5th. So, okay, Dark Souls was about to come out. People were starting to understand the Valley of the Fallen Kings or whatever was cool as fuck. Dark Souls might have come out on the same day that this aired. No way. Yeah. It, it's 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 real close it's like november 11th i think and this was november 5th um uh japan october 11th i think it's october 11th october 11th okay maybe i just started playing it in november maybe that was the thing um yeah japan was september 22nd so it's very close by this point like you know pe- everybody knows yeah. um before they can do anything, like a million dudes come back and ambush yeah. these guys. There was a secret meeting place that they were going to. I don't know what the secret was or what the meeting was, but yeah, they get amb- ambushed. So by a a, um, a sizable force. The implication, and I, and I, you'll forgive me for not picking up on the king's name, but uh, the implication was that they were going to sign a treaty with a different king because when they, when accused about this later, Agravaine blames the, the, that king for knowing where That's they right. would be. That's right. Um, none of that is really like. It's absolutely spelled out in the episode. It's just a couple of snippets here and there in the dialogue. And it uh, doesn't really matter. It doesn't matter at all. Yeah, I don't even know why we're talking about it this much. Actually. The, yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. We are spending actually. more time on this than the show did, which tells you how important yeah. it is. Uh, so they get jumped by like a large, like a sizable force mm-hmm. of uh, uh, hoodlums. I don't know. I don't Mer- know what they are. Mercs. These are mercs. Mercs. Uh, brigands. And of course, at some point, um, Merlin uses his power to knock a guy off a horse and save Arthur. But just as he do- he takes care of that, another rider comes up on him too fast for him to realize and, like, strikes him in the chest with a flail, a, a mace, a heavy mm-hmm. metal ball of sorts, and and hurts Merlin pretty bad. He, he gets knocked down. Arthur sees this happen, uh, and we are left to think that Merlin is seriously injured as the OP hits. The OP hits. Uh, then we see Arthur carry Merlin off the battlefield. Um, as they hide from attackers, uh, they Merlin is very wounded at this point, and Arthur is is very concerned, which you can tell because they do a lot of joking back and forth. Uh, mm-hmm. they, they they have a lot of jokes about uh, I, don't, I don't even remember exactly what, but it's it's typical Merthyr stuff. Like they're just they're just kind of you know doing the the the, the jokey stuff back and forth, um, ribbing each other, doing a little would. ribbon, uh, and then they we get into like the dark of night, uh, and you mentioned like a lot of Merthyr content in this episode, and I think like this is. A, a pretty huge scene like it's dark it's moonlit uh it's mm-hmm. a it, the sh- it's shot in an amazing fashion i, l- I love the yeah. lighting in this um and arthur's you know obviously like you said they're joking to try and make it seem like oh you know merlin you're, you're gonna be okay but there's a whole thing about like oh well if you die you're a hero if you live and you're a coward sorry that's just how it goes um but then he starts getting serious about calling merlin like a brave loyal servant and good friend and all this stuff and it's like damn dude um and and Arthur makes a comment about like, hey, you know, I know you'd do the same for me if if the roles were reversed, and like he literally did. Arthur actually just, yes, just a few just minutes before, ago, yeah, yeah um, right before all of this happened. Yeah, it's it's a nice it's a nice moment where I think Arthur is actually showing some maturity here, where not everything has to be him being a huge jerk. There's still like the playful banter, but um, he's nice to him. But then the next morning, before they can really recover or or get anywhere, or do anything, uh, they're ambushed again. 
and they start to flee. Arthur tries to fight them off, but they're very quickly overwhelmed, and he had to kind of leave Merlin behind as he's getting up to fight these guys. And it's in that same rocky pass that they're always sneaking through. One of the one of the best sets in Merlin that they're always using, one of those on-location spots. Uh, Arthur's fighting on, on both sides, trying to keep these men away, and when things are looking real bad and it seems like he's going to be overwhelmed, Merlin kind of gets up and he uses a little bit of magic to cause a rock fall, um, saving Arthur but trapping all of the enemies on the same side as Mer- Merlin and, of course, um, leaving himself trapped behind there. Yes. Uh, I do want to point out, like, that when they wake up that morning, Merlin is doing his thing where he's going, just leave me behind, just leave me behind. And Arthur goes, now is not the time for jokes, Merlin. <laughs> and just yeah. hauls that dude onto his back. <laughs> like, just <laughs> yeah. plop yeah. and runs. It's very, very good. Um, and the next scene, Agravain is leading these mercenaries back to Morgana, uh, who is not particularly happy about this. Uh, they they lost a good number of men. Uh, presumably, she's having to pay for these men. I don't know what the loyalty situation is. I don't know if these guys are just doing it for zines or something. I don't yeah. know. If, I don't know if she's I, maybe ag- maybe Agravain's paying them with Camelot money. Yeah, maybe she's got a Camelot fans thing happening where she's just showing ankle. I don't know. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah. I don't know if that's. I don't know. You know I what think I'm saying? People get pretty rowdy for ankle back in Camelot days. Cool. Give me a little ankle, Chris. That's like goes a long way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> little ankle goes a long way. That's all I'm saying. That's all hey, I'm saying. Ladies, hey, hey, if you listen, hey, 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 <laughs> calm down. Oh, girls, calm down, <laughs> ladies. It's just a little ankle. I don't know what voice that uh, is. I don't know where I got it to. to us. Uh, she doesn't let him kill Merlin, though, because uh, she's got some plans for him. Uh, the, yeah. sh- the short, she's like this little slut. I know him. I can use him. <laughs> this little slut? Are you serious? Aggravate- Chris? Yeah, that's what aggravates. Like this little. Sl- What'd you call? <laughs> did you say slut? <laughs> I did. Aggravate. <laughs> You think ag- keep it to yourself if you know what's good for you. You think Agravain's paying for the ankle shots, or you think that's just a, a closed book? Agravain is definitely he's definitely paying for the ankle trying, shots. She's trying, dude. I don't know what his situation. A is. A friend of mine. Trying. I don't want to. I don't want to say any names associated about this. A friend of mine complained to me about their roommate today, uh, and said that this person was always late on rent, which they wouldn't mind if it was like hay in this economy type situation. But that the roommate in this case had an addiction to gotcha games and OnlyFans subscriptions. Oh no! And I'm just like the combination of that just. Makes my fucking nose bleed, dude. Like I'm just, I'm yeah. like I just like pull your life together, my man. <laughs> or, pull your life together, literally, literally. Yeah, you're get, in trouble. <laughs> shut off the devices. Go outside. Yeah, like get, I just, you need to get offline. The now. Com- you can have one of those. You can be addicted to one of those and still be a functional human person. You can't have two addictions. You can't. You can't. You can't do both. Not specifically those two. You can't. Yeah. You can't be that far into both of them. Um. Meanwhile, Morgana... That's aggravating, though. That, that's definitely aggravating. He's definitely whatever the, whatever the Camelot-era version of gotcha games are. <laughs> yeah, which is what, just like Tavern Blackjack, you think? Is that it's what that tavern is? Blackjack. It's Tavern Blackjack. Uh, it's Tavern Blackjack. He's playing... Uh, he's just playing Kino. Um. Uh, so, Morgana ties this dude to the ceiling uh, and then throws a bucket of water on his face to wake him up. Oh, yeah, so Merlin wakes up. And I've had this dream before. He wakes up chained in, in Morgana's witch hut. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we've all been there. Um, she immediately blames him for killing her sister, uh, stopping her takeover of Camelot, and then forcing her to live in a in this hut, in this hovel. Uh, and I, like me as the outside viewer is like, I think one of those things is on you. Like Merlin can claim the first yeah. two. The, the third one, like you chose. <laughs> like you had options. Yeah, this, nobody put you in this hovel. You could have gone back and probably lived in Senred's castle. And, and I, I love like all uh, his guys got wasted. <laughs> I love Merlin's uh, response to this, which is just like, oh, you know, I could probably die happy with all of those things, even though uh, Arthur thinks that I'd never do anything or that I'm a chronic 
like underachiever or yeah, something. Yeah, he's like, yeah, just please, could you, would you make sure to tell Arthur that, <laughs> that I did all those yeah. things? So he's always talking so much shit to Morgana that they never get to have any kind of like conversation. I think because if they did, then they would realize this has all just been a big misunderstanding. Yeah, the, the amount of stuff that they have in common with each other, uh, which is disappointing because I think that is obviously not the direction of the show and that was that was chosen from probably a, a very early early point but i i just I, I would really and i don't know who the villain would be like i'm not i'm not writing the show i'm just saying in my fanfic arthur and morgana and and merlin have worked all, out all the details and they're yeah. raising yeah. chickens in the heavens and so. I, exactly and and from our perspective I, it does feel like maybe we're closer to morgana than like merlin is because uh, we as viewers see her most episodes and Merlin hasn't seen this person in a long time mm-hmm. and she's been doing evil things but yeah every time they get together man I'm just like can we at least just even if you still remain enemies I want a conversation I want the conversation um, yeah I want them to find common ground I want I want Merlin to realize uh, just exactly the part he played in pushing Morgana into into these decisions um, we we clip back over to the Knights of the Round who were hunting through the woods, uh, and when they finally find Arthur, it almost kill him because he pops out of nowhere. Um, figured I, I would they would see, think that they would have like a bird call for that just to yeah, <laughs> like hey I'm a, I'm a friend. Uh, they go back to the castle, and of course Merlin is still missing, so Arthur is going to send out search parties to find him. Um, we go back to Morgana who is questioning Merlin about being willing to die for Arthur as she's like cleaning out his wounds. And he says, you know, I don't think you would understand anything about loyalty. And she says, no, actually I'm pretty, uh, you, you just don't understand the things that I am loyal to. Uh, and this is when she, like what? yeah, he's like, what? He's like, I got no time. I'm, I got to cast an evil spell. Hold on. Uh, and she, as she's cleaning the wounds, she begins to cast the spell, uh, I thought that this was the point she was going to like control him, but she's legitimately like healing his wound for him. Like I thought this was black yeah. magic, but she's, she's like helping him. Um, which is just kind of fascinating to me that she's still like, that she can still do some good magic. I, and I really didn't know how this whole thing was going to play out. I, I knew she was going to try and use him of course, but I didn't, know that she was going to put a fucking like hydra head in his in his neck <laughs> so i was wondering if she was just for a minute here just gonna try and manipulate him by healing him and being like i want you to take a message back or something because i don't know there's there's a few really human moments from her here and i don't know if her healing him is one of them because uh, again she's just she this is just a means to an end for her but later on when we see her so afraid she seems so human again uh but yeah i was surprised to see her healing him here uh, Leon and Agravain report back to Arthur that they can't find Merlin. Uh, not even a trace besides a piece of dirty leather that Arthur looks at and is like, I just recognize those stains. <laughs> like he hasn't yeah. washed that jerkin in forever. I would He's know never that washed for... it. He's never washed that jerkin, that dirty jerkin wearing motherfucker. That dirty jerkin. Uh, that sounds a lot worse when you say it that way. Um, a dirty jerkin, yeah. Um... But Arthur is more concerned because not everybody knew their direction. Uh, and how did the mercenaries find them? And Agravain says, well, it's got to be such and such king. And Leon's like, mm, no, I don't think so. He didn't know where we were coming from. Uh, I think that there's a traitor in the mist, which is going to be our, our B-plot, which uh, from the preview looks like it's going to wrap up in the next episode, which I like a whole lot. Yeah, big fan of that. Um, the seeds of doubt are being planted uh, back over in Morgana's hovel. <laughs> she casts a spell on a little jar of snakes. And I believe these things are called Formora or something like that. Yeah. Um, Fumora is how I spelled it in my, in my notes. I don't know the actual. They're little, they're basically, it's a mini Hydra where if you cut one head off, another head will grow back in its place. Um, 
and you can use these to control people's minds and kind of replace themselves with a different version. So uh, she's going to put this thing inside Merlin, and he's going to be consumed with thoughts of killing Arthur, like Luke Skywalker's wife in that one book. All she could think about is, or he can think about is killing Arthur. A hundred percent, yes. Um, I love that she is doing all of this. Like she casts magic on this stone, she throws it into like a pot. Out of the pot comes this weird fucking magic, and like it, the camera keeps going back to Merlin, and he's just looking at it like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I would read a thousand zines as opposed to watching what this is happening right now. Can we go back to talking about your curtain collection, please, Morgana? Yes, yeah, I mean, literally anything. I love the curtains in this hobble. It's really good. Uh, and yeah, she he is consumed with the thought of killing Arthur Pendragon, uh, and so we skip to Arthur who uh very sleepy head Arthur who is waking up uh and kind of vaguely sees the presence of a of a new servant uh and this is George who has been assigned to him uh George has already uh cleaned his armor uh shined his boots set out a huge breakfast for Arthur and he's 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 ready to rock uh and he starts like serving Arthur like puts a blanket over him hands him a goblet of presumably water or wine is like about to start serving him breakfast and Arthur is just thrown off he's like I am not used to people being this capable in my presence yeah like this dude George is like the ultimate butler <laughs> ultimate butler yeah yeah but just being dressed identically to Merlin is just the icing on the cake <laughs> that's the thing that I just can't get over like the fact that they put him in the same outfit like implies so much about everything to the in this world i think like so do all servants in the castle have to dress like merlin like did merlin set the style or did, did, did the style I wonder, set merlin? i wonder if this is like a somebody who's in charge of housekeeping who is like you know arthur likes that one guy that works for him we're gonna dress up another guy to, to be like him and just hope he doesn't notice the difference because most royalty i feel like is just vapid and doesn't see their um you know employees as people right so they're just assuming that Arthur doesn't won't won't know as long as the colors are vaguely similar. Exactly. Yeah, that, I guess that dude's okay. Nobody can get red and blue. Um, yeah. A neat a neat note that I just found out because I was curious. Um, this dude uh, is the before <laughs> is the body they used for uh, Captain America in the very first Captain America movie before. <laughs> Uh, Captain America gets all the special sauce. So this guy, they used this dude's scrawny body and pasted Chris Evans' wow. face on the scrawny body. That guy was really scrawny. He was. He was super scrawny. That guy was really small. Or maybe it was just that Chris Evans' head was huge on him, so it made him look extra scrawny. That that is a like I'm looking at the at the at the CGI right now, and it's it is a very funny image. Uh, it's also just very funny that um, it's. He's like doesn't even get like FaceTime in the movie. He's just like the before yeah. body. Like he's that's body's all bod. Yeah, absolutely hilarious. And then like of course Chris Evans is the most muscled up dude in existence. He's, five he's minutes so later, yacked, yeah. <laughs> what a transformation! What a transformation! Um, what are we those talking about? Are really working. We what are we doing here? Okay, so Arthur is like, I don't need a servant. I already have a servant. And then cut to him gearing up, heading out the door. He's gonna go back out into the forest and search for Mer- Merlin. Uh, Gwen is kind of like coming out behind him and being like don't go alone like i know you really care about him i care about him i'm worried about him too but i don't want you doing this 
Um, and Arthur's like, sorry, sorry, uh, toots, but I gotta do this. Yeah, um, he definitely goes toots. Yeah, we're in a, we're in a real like uh, a sexually aggressive. <laughs> mode I don't know what's. Today. I'm sorry what is for happening? all the misogyny. I don't calm down now. It's just been a long. I called Merlin a slut, and it felt like it just activated something in me. I don't know what it was. <laughs> um, so Gawain shows up, right? And he's like, hey, Arthur. I'll go with you for just guy stuff. Chicks wouldn't understand, yeah, all right? Get, hit the road, Toots. Get in my and DMs. Like, yeah, yeah, Toots, you better hit the road. You better hit the fucking road. Uh, all right, enough. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur is like, oh, great, like a whole day of uh, inane conversation. Um, and then we cut to Merlin, who is- wet- Merlin's like, he, is he the one who keeps who's give, give, putting Toots into your head? Can you please stop <laughs> don't, don't, like, don't like the Toots stuff at all. Yeah, can you talk to him about this? You can call me Gwen or Ma'am, and that's the two that I will yeah, accept to you until you put a ring on my finger. <laughs> <laughs> God damn right. Um, in the forest, Merlin wakes up covered in mud. Um, this is a, a weird thing, but I was like, why does he look kind of hot covered in mud? And I was like, You're, this is probably not a good thing for you to need to explore at 42 yeah, years is, old. This is not a, uh, <laughs> Just gonna, an avenue I need to unpack. <laughs> I don't need to unpack this at all. I'm going to drink that thought I'm away. too old to be unpacking new stuff. Uh, Meanwhile, Gwen uh, and Arthur are in the forest, and Gwen is just seems to be providing a running commentary of how great Merlin is. Like, oh, he's always there at the Honestly, fight. He's really gassing him up. <laughs> I love Gwen so much. He's just, he just, you know, and especially since <laughs> Gwen's been really, he's been tormenting him a little bit in the last couple episodes over food. Usually, yeah, um, yeah, but not like in a mean nice way, just in a it's practical just, it's joker. Because he hates him, he's just ignorant. <laughs> yeah, he's just having a good time. Um, yeah. Just, yeah, he's Arthur sees somebody coming out of the woods, uh, and out pops an extremely filthy Merlin, uh, who mm. immediately starts chucking it up. He's like, oh my god, uh, you found me. Arthur runs over, gives him a big hug, uh, and then we skip right over to the castle, uh, where Gaius is telling Merlin, like, you're not you're not doing that again. Like, please don't do that again. My heart can't take the strain. And then we get our first glimpse that, like, this, this, this currently possessed version of Merlin isn't quite, like, our... Uh, yeah. Dear Merlin, he says, uh, well, you are getting on a bit, <laughs> like in age, <laughs> yeah. so that's to be expected. And then as they start eating, he's just like dogging on Gaius's cooking um, and is like, you know, dude, this is this is terrible. This tastes worse than the bog I just crawled out of. Um, and then kind of apropos of nothing, he's, he stands up and he's like, what's the strongest poison you got? Uh, and Gaius is like, oh, it's the big blue bottle with aconite written over it. Yeah. Like his his reasoning is like, well, I was around all those bandits and I could have poisoned their food, but I didn't have anything on me. Like, okay, you lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And his line. Sorry that you didn't get to do more murder. His line here, where he says, uh, "You just never know when you might need to kill someone," and then just walks out the door is very very funny to me. Very good. Very good. Um, I this next series of events that we're going to cover, like of just possessed Merlin trying to murder Arthur, I think is some of the funniest stuff that's been in, in, mm-hmm. in Merlin ever. Um, it starts as he, as he pours agonite all over Arthur's food in the kitchen, insults the cook. Um, he has to do like a fucking Harlem globetrotter maneuver to keep the food away from Gwen in the high, in the, in the yeah. hallway. Yeah. Um, and when he gets to Arthur's room to deliver this food, he finds that Gwen has already delivered lunch and just starts like laying into him. Like, Oh, of course you would have spent so much time with them, but it's getting a little concerning Gwen. And she's like, excuse me, what did you say? It's like, it's, he's acting like a, like I think the jealous best friend. Like, oh, his friend just got a new girlfriend, and he's not taking it well. Exactly. Like, yeah. Like, it, 
because to them they don't know what he's scheming so to, it's just like from their perspective it's like what is your problem merlin why are you so jealous it's extremely funny to me uh um they... but then he ends up taking this this poisoned food and tossing it to the pigs and man i'm glad we came back to address this because i was really worried about it me too i saw it and i was like what's gonna happen to those pigs that's, got, that's like somebody's like livestock and like you know that's their livelihood like what's gonna happen and yeah we, we do get back to it um he he starts pacing around in the lab, and Gaius is like, "What is going on with you? Do you need help?" And and Merlin's like, "No, I don't. I don't think that you could really help me with this problem." Uh, and he says, "Well, two heads are better than one." And Merlin responds, "Not when one of them is yours." <laughs> Whoa, dude! And I know, like, we're I'm very aggro on my anti Gaius campaign, um, and I do think that that dude has some some things to pay for in this world. Uh, so I just find this very, very funny. <laughs> like he's legitimately trying to help, and like Merlin is just Guys, what the hell, man. I love it. It's so funny to me. Um, I love this next scene where he goes. Merlin goes to the armory, um, to try and find a new way to kill Arthur, and he starts talking to Leon, who's like, "Oh, let me show you like the best of the best. This is this crossbow is made from this fifty-year-old aged wood, or blah blah blah, whatever." Uh, and then he gives Merlin this fantastic crossbow, and he's like, "Oh, what you know? What's it for? What's the job?" And Merlin goes, oh, to kill Arthur. Leon immediately, he's, you know, he's one of the lads. So he starts yucking it up. He's like, oh, driving you mad, is he? Merlin says, not for much longer. Dude, and then Leon fucking busts out laughing. This like, is the funniest shit Leon has ever heard. He is just so in the pocket for Arthur jokes right knows, now. like, you can't talk shit about your boss. Cannot talk but shit. Like, but, but he's like, but Merlin, like, we can, like, we're just, we can we joke around. We get it. Like, right. Yeah, this is the fucking armory, man. This is where dudes yeah. talk about dude stuff. This is where, yeah. <laughs> This is just guys talk about chicks' ankles. This is no just boys being us. boys. Talk about some ankle stuff. You know what I'm saying? Just a little bit of ankle. Oh man, Gwen always takes that ankle chat too far. You know, you know, I have a friend that just takes it just a little too far. He's like, yeah. oh yeah. wow. You know, we were just talking about like some casual ankles, and now now it feels much more, yeah. more like objectifying somebody. So thanks, Gwen. Appreciate that. We were just having a little fun. You know, pounding around. <laughs> you made it real weird. Yeah, go ahead. you named a bunch of women. First and last name, home address. Yeah, that was a little strange. So, hey, Wayne. you know where we can find some sweet ankles yeah, tonight? I don't, I don't, 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 don't like that. Don't like that. Uh, funny. <laughs> we're, we got we to have a conversation about this. Uh, Merlin goes to Arthur's room and sets up an elaborate crossbow trap in Arthur's uh, like wardrobe. Uh, when Arthur just kind of walks in by surprise. Uh, the, the episode description mentioned that Arthur was kind of oblivious during all of this. And he, and he absolutely is. Arthur comes in just worried about the potential... Uh, traitor in their midst and thinking like could it be so and so could it be percival what do you think about percival for all i know it could be you trying to kill me and then like has a pause and it's like don't worry merlin I, I don't actually think it's you like all of the time that this is happening merlin is like trying to get him to open this wardrobe and presumably kill himself with the crossbow bolt yeah. and it's very funny because i think at one point merlin accidentally sets it off himself and has to hide the bolt like it's very very amusing to me this is all yeah. very good <laughs> While all this is happening, Arthur's just like, do you think it could be Elliot? Do you think that he hates that I'm dating his sister or that my dad killed his dad? I don't know. I guess I can only really trust you, Merlin, as the fucking crossbow bolt sticks out of his bed frame. It's uh, very funny. Uh, Gwen notices the dead pig and notices that the dinner that uh, Arthur was supposed to eat is in with the dead pigs, brings it over to uh, Gaius, who quickly identifies it as Aconite and is like, Oh yeah, Merlin walked out of here with some of this stuff. Obviously, something is going on. Like we need to, we need to figure out what's happening. Yeah. As they, they, 
they sort this out like really quickly. I love it. I'm glad we don't spend a lot of time on this because I'd, I'd hate to yeah. be like, what is, or, you know, what is Merlin's uh, you know, motive for wanting to kill Arthur? And et cetera, like, this is not Merlin. He's <laughs> something is yeah. wrong with our boy. <laughs> yeah. He's been talking way too much shit and I don't trust it. Um, so they end up, they head over to Arthur's room because they've now, they're like, uh oh, like this was meant for, this was meant for Arthur. And just then, they see Arthur had asked Merlin to bring him his ceremonial sword for the for the knighting ceremony that he's heading to. So Merlin takes the sword and, and charges Arthur. Somehow manages to knock himself out in the process by running into the wall or whatever. Did we? Uh, um, did we? Did we skim over Leon telling? Uh, guys, oh, yes. Guys I, saw, I had skipped ahead when okay. I was talking about the Elian conversation, but yes, yes, you're right. The... So they run into Leon, who <laughs> jokes about how Merlin said he was going to kill Arthur with the crossbow. Was... And now they're like, what? He's so excited about it. He's like, oh, man, this is he just had the best goofs. You should have been there. I'm sorry. We can, get, we can go right back to the sword. I just, I just Leon being yeah, like, just yeah. so in the Leon pocket for just... this is so funny. Yeah, he steals the show this episode. Um, but yeah, so okay, Merlin, they see Merlin like try to attack Arthur, knock himself out in the process. And I love this next scene very much because they come in, he's knocked himself out. Um, and as they're kind of talking to Arthur, he's heading out. Uh, Merlin starts to stand up again, and then Gwen just picks up like a pot. I assume it's a chamber pot. I don't know that it is. And just smacks Merlin in the head with it to knock him out again. It's very funny. And then they drag him back to the lab. And um, they get there, and Gaius pretty quickly identifies this Fumora and explains everything it does to Gwen. Um, so it's time to try to get this thing out of him. Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty sure this isn't the first time we've seen Gaius's fingerless gloves in this pot, in this in this TV show. We've seen him before. For we've some reason, they really bothered me in this scene enough to yeah. be, make me put a comment on it. So I don't I don't know what's what's going on there in my life that that's bothering me, but it, they do. Um, they paralyze the thing. Gaius cuts it out. Uh, Gwen is doing the like, oh, I can't look, but I have to look kind of situation. And eventually Gaius like gets it out, burns in the fire. And then Gwen, of course, is super happy. We have the old Merlin back. Uh, Merlin, of course, asleep through this entire situation. Um, and that's when we come to Arthur, who uh, has dressed himself so he looks a little differently than usual, which I like. Uh, yeah. And he has come to Aggravain's chamber looking all serious. Uh, and he says with his hand on his sword that he has, you know, questioned the council. He's gone through his list of everybody that knew their route and their goal and everything uh, and who could have potentially leaked this information. And the only person that he can come up with is Agravain. And of course, Agravain says, no, of course, this wasn't me. If I would betray you, I would betray my dear sister. I could never do that. But you know who would. <laughs> I got a guy for you. And the guy, sneaky little guy. is Gaius. Yeah. Um, I think this is hilarious, uh, and we're not going to really deal with this too much in this episode, which is fine, uh, but I think this is hilarious because Gaius has done so much atrocious shit for Uther and Camelot that I can't believe that Arthur would ever doubt him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised literally. Arthur didn't laugh him out of the room immediately. Yeah. Like, do you know the kind of fucked up shit this man has done in the name of my father? Gaius stood by and watched my father murder children. He's not. He's yeah. he's fine with the fucking Pendragon line, I can promise you. Yeah. And see, Aggravate doesn't know. He doesn't know how deep. Doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's fucking around he with. Exactly. Uh, if I think if Aggravate knew how truly messed up Uther was, he would he would feel even better about what he's doing. I feel like he's got some low stakes um, motivations. You know, some about his dead sister. He probably wants power. He's obsessed with Morgana. You know, low level stuff. But if he truly knew what Uther was up to, he would know that he is in fact somewhat justified in taking down the Pendragon Reign. 
Yes, absolutely. Uh, we shoot to the next day where Merlin wakes up and starts loading his bag uh, full of potions. He's got a, got a fucking skip in his step. Gaius wakes up. He's all happy. Merlin's looking great. He's feeling great. And then Merlin turns around and we see, uh-oh, the serpent has grown back. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have another extended bit where uh, Arthur, excuse me, Merlin is preparing a bath for Arthur. Arthur is changing clothes behind a screen. How often does Arthur naked in front of Merlin? We have to ask this question. <laughs> does it happen a lot? Is it every day? And now day? We, we know that he goes full frontal. We learn in this scene We know he goes go full, full frontal. frontal. Yeah, he's not just, he doesn't wear a loincloth down there. He is fully buff. Full Monty, as the Brits like to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. Huh? That's a, that's a British thing, Full Monty. That's right, isn't it? Isn't it? That's right, isn't it? Isn't it, y'all? Yeah. Isn't it? <laughs> isn't it, y'all? Um, as Merlin is preparing the bath, Arthur continues to talk about uh, who could, basically how hard it is to be a king. Uther never prepared him for this kind of thing. Uh, Arthur, excuse me, Merlin pours like sulfuric acid or something in the bathtub, makes it super hot and turns it into acid. He picks up a sword and puts the sword in there. The sword is eaten away. Um, and just then, as he's, he's, as he's about to finally get his wish, Gaius and, and Gwen show up. They knock Merlin out, drag him over. Arthur pops out fully naked. Yeah. And there's this great shot. Hogs out. Hog hog out. Uh, maybe like on the way to a little bit of a shot. I mean, warm water, you know, maybe you're getting yourself kind of, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, Gwen gets a full shot uh, and Gaius is like leaning over the bed to get a peek. <laughs> it's very funny. Like it's a very yeah, funny I, shot. Gaius is, he's getting a full eye full of hog. And the only thing that uh, Arthur can come up with to say is you're not Merlin. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> and mm, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's extremely funny. Excellent. Just excellent stuff. How often does this bathtub situation happen, Chris? You think once a day? Uh, once every other day? I, at least, at least. Um, and but then he's trying to get in it, and uh, uh, Gwen is like, "No, no, no, sorry, yeah, no, uh, no, no time for baths today." Um, back at the lab, they realize that uh, that that killing killing these little creatures. It's just another one will be created in its place. Um, and they cut it out of him again. Have I skipped a scene? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They cut it out of Merle again. He wakes up. He's seemingly, for the for the time being, free of its control. But they know that, like, hey, it's going to grow back again. So we have to do something. We have to go and kill the mother beast. Yeah. You have to kill it at the source. Um, but you've only got a, about a day to do it before that thing kicks in and you're under its control again. Um so Merlin is like, okay, I have the perfect idea. I'll turn into an old man and go f- confront Morgana. Not a problem. Not a problem. Just, Got this um, unlock. <laughs> just, just tell Arthur that I'm busy. Just don't tell him I'm at the tavern. Yeah, whatever you do, don't say tavern. And then, this lie just works so well for Gaius that he keeps using it. It's so good, man. Like, who would expect it? I mean, like, it's, it's like, just him works. And, him and Arthur have their own kind of like interpersonal like in jokes about Merlin going to the to the tavern mm-hmm. now absolutely but even though it's completely untrue like he'll do the like the eyebrow raise and arthur knows exactly what he means and like he's annoyed but he laughs because it's kind of his private joke with with gaius but um it's it's really becoming quite troublesome <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely is um merlin has hatches the plan uh he's he's gonna do uh some dragoon action so he grabs the horse uh rides it to the to the forest poofs into dragoon uh, and as he's trying to get back on the horse, his old bones won't let him do so. He is he is confronted by who else but our our favorite knights of the round. This is Elian and Percival, Gwen and Sir Leon. 
Uh, and they immediately are just like, no, we're dragging you back to Arthur. Um, there's some really funny like quips back and forth. Arthur looking at Percival and going, have you gotten bigger is really funny to me. Um, <laughs> They and then he kind of like vaguely threatens Arthur by saying like if you take me back to uh, Arthur then there's a chance that I definitely will kill him which is the truth but probably not the thing that you should say to all of Arthur's protectors uh, and that's when the knights attack and Merlin it's so fun seeing Merlin be able to just freely use his magic because most of the time it's mm-hmm. like I'm twiddling my fingers from like behind a tree or something uh, and just seeing him like smash these knights together uh knock them out do everything that he needs to do to to win over and then like position them just just in the right place for him to use them as a stepping stool to get back on his horse is extremely funny like this is so good absolutely master of work we need more of this in the world to be honest with you it just gets back on his horse and rides away (laughs) so good can't you can't complain about this stuff chris it's so good really can't um then we see agravain he's gone to see morgana and he says that he's, you know, hey, I've planted the seeds of a doubt about Gaius. And he's very pleased with himself. And she's like, motherfucker, you you can and you will do better than just plant seeds of doubt. You know, she just she, she wants Gaius dead. She's like, that motherfucker got me hooked on the poppy for a long time. And I was, I couldn't, you know, I'm going to do anything. I was freaking out and he was ignoring all my issues. He's, he's the problem. And he's like, okay, I'll deal with this. It's fine. Fine. If that's what you say, then it's fine. Whatever. Whatever. Um, but just as he's leaving, we get the POV from Merlin up on the hill. He sees Agravain sneaking away from Morgana's. Now, I don't know if he recognizes Agravain. Uh, I assume he would, but he doesn't like address it at all in this episode. I don't think. So I want to say they knew... God, this shows how bad our memories are. I want to say that they had figured out that Agravain was working with Morgana already. Maybe. Um, Do you think we drink too much? <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> I heard it could affect your memory. <laughs> uh, I've probably killed the brain cells. I knew that. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm pretty. I'm, I'm like almost positive that happened. Um, so this isn't a surprise for for uh, Merlin at all. Um, he waits for Agravain to leave as well as Morgana to leave, and then he just slips in and starts looking for um, uh, the the snakeheads. The Fumara, jar of snakes. The jar of snakes. Yes. Uh, a much better band than Jars of Clay, by the way, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, I've been saying that. <laughs> You've been saying that. You're a hater on Jars of Clay. You don't <laughs> like Christian Rock. I'm a fucking hater, dude. Um, Morgana, I love this, absolutely adore this scene. We've got old man Merlin in his, you know, Emerus outfit, basically, or Dragoon. Mm-hmm. Just kind of rifling through some some stuff in this, in this hovel. Morgana opens the door and then just like looks at him, acknowledges him, and then closes the door and like walks out. Like it just walks back out, closes the door. She does the full like Homer gif, right? Like of just walking yeah, in and then yeah. walking right back out. It is so funny to me because that this is how much her visions of the future of Emerus killing her have shaken her. Uh, and it's very funny here. It's going to be like a little bit heartbreaking here in just a little bit. But I just found that absolutely hilarious. Where she's like, "Nope, yeah, I'm out." Sorry. Yeah. Nope. Not doing this. This isn't real. I'm not handling this. This isn't happening, and I'm just not gonna. I'm just not gonna deal with it. This was yeah, not for me. think she's somebody who's not only been plagued with this specific vision for a while now, but her whole life has been plagued by visions that ended up kind of coming true and ruining her life. Mm-hmm. So seeing him there for a second, I when I was watching this, I was like, did she just like not see him? <laughs> she goes back out, but no, 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 no. This is this is a whole thing. Um, and when she comes in, she comes back in. She is like genuinely like freaked the fuck out. Yeah, she is. She's like, you're not here. She thinks she's hallucinating. She's like, oh, you, this, yeah. you don't exist. You're you're in my mind. And and he's like, yep, yep absolutely, that's right. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now buzz off. <laughs> absolutely funny. Like, go away, leave. I'm, I'm, uh, um, it's like it's not that the the wizard in her and her visions is this like 
stately, serious, commanding, like, Sauron type, you know? Um, it's a crotchety old man <laughs> with Merlin's face. He's like, ah! It's, I'm busy. Leave me alone. It's just, I will be your doom. It's so much. It's so funny, dude. It's just so fucking hilarious that it's literally that. Like it's just that. Um, I just I can't get enough of it. I just absolutely can't. Uh, he eventually finds the femora and she draws a dagger. Uh, and when she draws the dagger to go go lunge at him, he like shoves her back using wizard powers. And it's time to have a wizard battle. Um, she goes flying. He runs out. She follows him outside cast a spell he goes flying the snakes go flying he's almost immediately like laid out completely unable to really do anything because he's got an old body he's got an old body it's an old broken ass body like mine um and morgana like approaches him with a dagger um and she thinks that she is one she thinks like oh this is gonna i have changing fate and of course she's not he knocks her back to the ground um and then as he gets up and approaches her and he holds his hand out to her she says you know if i'm to buy by your hand at least tell me who you are did arthur send you uh, please let me live. Magic will have no place in with Arthur as king. It will only be allowed when I take my rightful place on the throne, uh, which I think is like a very good avenue for Morgana to take here. And I actually, mm-hmm. I'm kind of sad that I don't think that it's legit. Instead, she'd like, it's just a distraction for her to like pick up the dagger with TK yeah. and sling it at him and then to throw him the other direction. Um, but it's, I, I kind of dig that she's like appealing to him on that level. When it, and she again, she has a valid argument, and I think that that is always the trouble. She's got a valid argument, but then she goes and does the backhanded thing, uh, and they just like insist on writing her to be like a little bit too evil. So Merlin is left with no choice but to conjure a fucking whirlwind. Yes, and it's like when you're playing Super Smash Bros. and somebody gets knocked off stage, that's what happens. Like she just disappears into the distance. Yeah, like, of course. Yeah, she's gone. Yeah, she... when he hits her with that whirlwind, it's very funny the way it's filmed because it's like it looks like she just gets sucked up and fucking disappeared into the ether. Yeah, and she like yeah. and they. They, they, then, like almost a few seconds later, they show her like being flung a long ways over. Right, like it's yeah. not it's it's for a while, but it's very. Thankfully, funny. she landed in a big old pile of leaves. Yeah, Oof, good she luck. makes Agravain rake every time he comes by. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> you why, wouldn't, dude, why wouldn't you? That dude does everything. Like, like you just yeah. make him do stuff, he, and he'll do it. He doesn't have a fucking backbone on his own. No. Um. Yeah. So he's able. He's able to um buy himself some time. He starts a little fire conjures a little spell and throws those snakes into the fire no sweat and as the snakes die he kind of like has this shooting pain and presumably the one inside his body is is dying as well yes um and then we skip directly back to the lab where merlin now in his younger body self um is allowing gaius to take the dead snake out where he uh, and and he doesn't kill it this time he bottles it this time which i think Mm. gaius what are you going to be doing with that snake brother what are you doing with that guys um and Gwen arrives, of course, very happy to have Merlin back. And she, you know, hey, are you okay? And he says, I have no desire to kill Arthur. And she goes, that's great because he has been looking for you for two days. So he absolutely (laughs) wants to murder you right now, Uh, which this is just fantastic stuff. This is just good. I love this. Um, All of this drama has played out. There was a full on wizard uh, battle, but but Arthur's just angry. But Arthur's mad. Because he thinks he's been at the tavern. Um, so he's brought before Arthur, and it, or he goes to him, and he has to try and explain what he's been doing. Um, and of course, again, the tavern thing. But then he's introduced to George, <laughs> the super servant. Um, and Arthur insists on having 
Merlin take like instructions from George on how to be a good servant. And nothing has ever brought Arthur more joy in his life than forcing Merlin to do this. Absolutely. This is great. I love that. But he also, he complains about George. He's like, the dude is too boring. He makes jokes about like pots or whatever, or polishing armor, whatever he's I, I was just going to say that. Like Merlin leans over. is like, if this dude's so good, why not just give him the fucking gig, man? <laughs> like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, no, no, no. He's way too boring to hang out with. I just need him to get you up at better. Which is just yeah, extremely yeah, yeah. funny. Like, I, again just amazing all the way around throughout this episode i just can't tell you how, how happy this whole episode makes me. this episode has had some of my favorite dynamics of these two in like the entire show now that we're at the end of the episode i've realized like, like yeah this was this was just great stuff from top to bottom i mean it's just fantastic dude like we get we get a wizard battle we get a dragoon we get uh leon just yucking it up we get Gwen yucking it up i mean this is just like it's hitting all of the bases for just a beautiful absolutely beautiful uh merlin episode and a goddamn wizard battle that top it all. And a wizard battle too, man. That's what. If, if 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 there's one complaint that I have about Merlin, it's that there's not enough wizard battles. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I, I I just again, uh, I think this is gonna be super cool in the next episode, like setting Gaius up for this stuff. That's the preview for the next episode. Is that um, you know, maybe Gaius is it's Gaius's turn to get captured for whatever mm. reason. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 pretty stoked about this whole thing. Yeah, me too. Um, oh, yeah, there's one final scene. Agravain rides out to Morgana, um, and he sees that the place is, like, destroyed because, you know, there was a there was a wizard battle. Um, and then he finds her in the most goth pose of all time, lying, looking like a corpse against a tree trunk. That's just, I mean, that's as goth as it gets. Uh, and he picks her up, and he carries her away somewhere, and then the episode ends. So I don't know if we're supposed to think that she's dead. Obviously, she's not. But yeah, she's uh, definitely not dead. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. That's it. Uh, and yeah, stay tuned next week for more Merlin action. Yeah, I, uh, this this was a great episode. I don't. I think I've said that about four thousand times yeah, yeah. so far, but it's still really, really <laughs> fucking good and a lot of fun. We're cruising. We're almost done with season four, and by almost done, I mean halfway. Halfway there. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on this episode? I'm excited to see what happens next. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you to the patrons over at patreon.com slash monster of the week. If you want to support the show, that is the best way to do so. Also helpful are ratings and reviews. And then, of course, the most helpful thing you can do is listen and tell your friends. So that's how podcasts get ears is just by straight up word of mouth. That's the only way that I know how, to, how it's ever been done. So yeah. tell yeah. your Merlin friends. Let them know that there's a new podcast in town and it's been going on for almost a year now. Yeah. <laughs> there's a new podcast. There's a new that has, podcast That has 46 episodes. <laughs> 45 episodes in. Uh, but yeah, we appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. Uh, we will be back next week with more Merlin. Bye. Bye.
Hello. Wow, did you creep up from the fucking grave? What are you doing? No, what's that, wrong with you? That's a, uh, that's a green room. Hello, I'm going to press record. Hey, hey! Wow, that's a fresh energy from Chris Mosier right there who doesn't know that I record his audio and can collect things that he's not recording. <laughs> you know, whatever, this is exactly what happened last time. We were a little bit silly last episode. Uh-huh. You know, we sometimes are. But then you you made the joke about doing the Final Fantasy X laugh, and then I did it, and then from then it, it was like all over with. You know, it was yeah. done. Yeah, it was like I'd put my mask on. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I was a little bit less inhibited. Yep, yep, yep. Been there, been there. Got to take uh, the got to take the Joker mask on to put the to put the hater yeah. mask on to get yeah. on the podcast. <clears throat> um. Oh yeah, that's right. I sh- I should have hater energy prepared at all times i like to talk about being a hater all the time but sometimes i don't live it i don't live the hater lifestyle that's something i've really been uh, meaning to talk to you about because i feel like if there's (laughs) one way that you're kind of intervention i haven't been enough of a hater if you're that you you, sometimes you can get kind of fake with it i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna that's true that's true um i do i yeah i need to find you see the thing is i've just been trying i think i haven't been sharing it as much Uh uh-huh um like I just hit you with, I, cause trust me, fifteen times a day I'd be scrolling through my feed and I'll see a tweet, and I just like it's I do a complete undressing in my head, you know I'm like shutting, I'm like wow really okay nice one I'll just start sending those to you and I'll start and you, then you're gonna be like Jesus Christ Chris you need to send Chris is just a fucking hater so much <laughs> I don't I don't hate everybody I'm just a hater it's way different it's way different. I uh I got the for the first time I sent a tweet and the Twitter app which I am now forced to use said uh, hey most people don't tweet like this are you sure you <laughs> want to send this and I was like fuck yeah dude <laughs> and it was um uh some dude who I made a tweet that um about uh the Hogwarts Legacy thing about how you should just uh-huh. play Dark Souls instead. Um, and it's like, you know, some friends retweeted it or whatever, but it was like almost a week ago now. And then this dude out of nowhere that does not follow me said, um, all this campaigning against the game has backfired. If anything, it just brought it to more people's attention and worsened the public's opinion of the trans community as a whole, based on the behavior of some parts of it. Altogether, sad to see. All together? All together, sad to see. Wait, wait, were they actually agreeing with you, but then they were like, oh no, look, it's backfired. No, there's no way that that was a good faith comment no way at all uh and i just wrote i just wrote you know lol get fucked bucko <laughs> and twitter was like are you sure are you sure not a lot of people are using the term bucko <laughs> not here's a lot some of, other in, in, others you could try not a now. lot of tweeters use, try, use try bucko <laughs> is bucko really what you want to describe this this your relationship yeah. as <laughs> get dirtier with it you're like whoa jesus twitter elon took over now you're different i was curious um, if it was good faith so i went to the profile and the first like retweeted thing was if you're buying hogwarts legacy i know that you can truly separate the art from the artist uh, and you're not just uh, a subservient to subservient to okay, 90% woke, of the people blah, 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 blah. who are buying that game don't even fucking know who JK Rowling is do not like, care do not have no like yeah would spell which isn't, which isn't a defense of it i'm just saying would probably the spell JK has no Rowling fucking idea wrong. what we're thinking about on twitter absolutely not absolutely not like i just don't think For people the record, care record i'm not buying that game no, no, I, neither one of us are. Uh, and, and, like, the more that comes out about it, the more, like, I think there was a period where I was looking at that game going, like, man, 
2002 Jeremy <laughs> would have really liked to play oh, this yeah. on a PS2, right? Like that would have been the, the oh, yeah. bomb. Uh, 2023 Jeremy looks at that game as like, oh, it doesn't even look that great now. Like I'm like I've kind of yeah. come across it, come onto the other side of it, but like yeah, definitely not buying the game. And I just thought it was hilarious. Most Twitters don't reply like this. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do we? We got some. Um, you sent me yesterday. Somebody left a comment on one of our YouTube videos. We're like, what's wrong with your audio or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know what happened. It was like. Because I used to be so sensitive to like every little criticism or negativity, uh, but ever since we we got our first hate mail, I've just genuinely found like I love them. Not that I want people to send us hate, but everything that we get just seems to make me laugh. <laughs> like the one that was we got yesterday, I don't know why, just made me laugh because it was from an account. It's, it's called the gamer. We're we're super lucky that we don't get a lot of uh, like hardcore hate or anything. But yeah. like the times that we do, um, I don't even think I sent you this one. Somebody wrote in. Um, God, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. Oh, they were complaining that this was about the Winchesters, uh, and we were talking about Carlos, uh, and we were using he him pronouns, uh, and the actor that plays Carlos goes by they them in real life. Uh, but I think in the show, like they specifically said, he's using he. Yeah, him pr- I think pronouns. maybe even the actor tweeted like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Carlos yeah. see him, and I like, and I, I didn't even send that to you uh, because I was so confident that we did that correctly. Because I wasn't <laughs> like, I was so happy that they they went to like they put that much thought into making the show when they could have just uh-huh. been like it's the seventies. Nobody gives a fuck about your pronouns, but like they actually put the forethought into it. Like the actor got in front of it and said, no, 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 this is the way that I want to be referred to. I'm not, this is the way I want my character to be referred to. I was so confident that we got it right. That I was just like, I'm not even going to send this to Chris. I know we did this. (laughs) (laughs) We're on top of this. Good. Good. Yeah. Um, no, maybe, and maybe that is, that's the true essence of being a hater is that, um, you gotta have your own haters. You know, you gotta appreciate the hustle. Um, and no, just everything we get is always just so petty or just so like, uh, just ridiculous. So, like the the very first one I think we got was calling us like you know the typical woke SJW. Yeah, we 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 got um, a bunch of that. Yeah, I was absolutely. like, if I'm a woke SJW, then your bar is low, brother. But so thanks, I guess, because um, I feel like I got a lot to learn. You know, I remember the first time I remember getting, uh, and I've referred to this so many times, but the the, the thing that I remember the the most. The very like almost negative content that we ever got or feedback that we ever got was um, the woman that wrote in and said uh, we got a lot of small lore details wrong, uh, and that she was complaining to her boyfriend and her boyfriend got aggravated about it because he doesn't watch the show or listen to the podcast, so he didn't care, uh, which is totally fair on the boyfriend's <laughs> part. I think like that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, but the she, the line that I will never ever forget for as long as my days is, "I am a witch and I can help yeah. you with the lore." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that one is burned into my brain forever. I don't even think it's negative. Like I think she was being trying no, to be nice. She was just like, I listen. I'm a I witch. Have a certain set of skills. <laughs> I have a certain set of skills, and I am well ready to. We did take her up on it. We did not. No, no. At that point, we were. Uh, we should have. I think we should have. At that point, we were maybe. we were not doing guest podcast guest yeah. episodes. So. Um. But no, I mean, it's been we've had we've had it easy. I'm jinxing us. Knock on wood. Yeah, we've been Maybe we've been knocking. lucky. Yeah. Uh, we did. Um. And we've got, we've gotten some negative like iTunes yeah. reviews and things. There was that time that we kicked that one dude out of the Discord server, and he immediately left a negative review after giving us so much money on Patreon for so long that it made me uncomfortable. <laughs> like, yeah. and then it immediately did a one eighty as soon as we kicked him out of the Discord for being like yeah. super fucking awful. Uh, one of those weird things where everybody kept being like, "All right, man, just like, just chill." Like the thing you're saying right now is like making some people uncomfortable. So it's just like 
don't say it. And then I think he just immediately like said the same thing exactly again. We're like, yeah, okay, absolutely, I mean. yeah, 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 I'll, uh, yeah, absolutely. Like so, so he said X, and I don't, we were not going to go to the details. Just ceased posting. It yeah, you could have just you, you could have just walked away from your phone. A little weird. But. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a lesson in like trust your instinct about online people, right? Like because uh, I, we let that dude slide on so many things that we've just and gave him the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm. on the Discord to, to the point where I think he did like legit make some people uncomfortable. And then yeah, it turns out <laughs> maybe maybe being a nice guy is not the thing that you should do in that situation. Like, it's so weird. <clears throat> it ain't easy. That's why it's, I leave it to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, in many the ways, four I'm people like we've the, banned. Uh, I'm like a the like a nepotism baby of um of podcasting. Sure. Because mm-hmm. um, you're my dad, and I don't know anything about making podcasts. Um, and you know the, the, the that tweet that's been going around about somebody saying like oh if you're going to get into like content creation don't buy one of these shitty mics do yeah. this that or mm-hmm. the other thing i've seen everybody quote tweeting it and i was even thinking i was like let me throw my hat in the ring because like, i've been recording podcasts for like what eight years now mm-hmm. and i don't know what i'm doing yep. at all no clue I'm, i make it through <laughs> <laughs> that's when i got the idea well i'm sort of the nepotism baby of podcasting we are uh let's see we're 45 or 46 episodes into merlin 45 this is not this yeah. is number 45 we did did we ever get to episode 300 of monster of the week probably not i think, I think it was in the it was, it was the like 250 something 280s right? i want to say yeah uh so we're over 300 and then if you include all the patreon episodes if you include all of yeah. like the side stuff that we have done together if you include especially thinking face um like that puts us well into the range of like the 500 episodes of podcast and you have never edited a single one <laughs> you've never no. you've never I uploaded edited, one i edited like two or three of the witcher podcast that's no, right no, we don't that's we don't right. do a witcher podcast anymore yeah we, that's right well that was because autumn that was because of autumn autumn is like let's do this podcast and then bailed on us you know, it, the, the thing about that was <laughs> she walked actually, right she walked in the door as soon as i started dissing her too how, how frustrating is that I, um, girl um, was in the living room I, until i started talking shit now she's directly beside me <laughs> looking at me this is ridiculous say hi autumn i, I liked hi autumn i was saying hurtful things about autumn and she just walked in the door it's ridiculous wow. that's hater energy right there. <laughs> that, that is hater energy i agree <laughs> she can't hear you only i can hear you okay um i liked editing the witcher podcast i was putting in the music yeah and i had control so i could cut out all of my ums and ahs so that was the other thing i was i was the the chorale leader i was like the the composer not the composer the host the the word is the word you're looking for i was the host yeah um and that was new for me because i'm used to just like bouncing off of you and i realized how much i relied on the structure that you provide uh but other than that i enjoyed editing it but i didn't have any like fancy tricks for doing it so i just and i know you used to do this too i just went through the whole episode yeah like mm-hmm. and made it edits on the fly so it took me like three hours to edit one of them um and i was happy with the way that it came out but then realized like oh the volume's all off because i don't actually know what i'm doing so there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it it can be it can be frustrating <laughs> the, the 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 thing that i think a lot of people get frustrated by is that is having to do that every single week and mm-hmm. What I always tell people is like you absolutely do not have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> like it's not the thing to do is to. Uh, it doesn't matter what like audio equipment your people are using. Just get them t- so that they are consistent every time you record. Like make make sure that they are talking into the same equipment that they're recording with the same computer. Like just make sure they're consistent because then you can just set up templates and and all of the volume stuff will just kind of automatically fix itself. Uh, and then I think personally. 
that editing out us and ums of a conversational podcast is the worst thing that you can do to it because yeah, it is it, it does it makes it feel strange yeah it, it absolutely makes it feel like not a conversation anymore it makes you feel like two people are kind of talking to each other uh there's a really good example of this it's one of it was, it's a really great podcast hosted by re- two really great people uh so maybe i shouldn't diss it <laughs> uh, explain the x-men was is a great podcast and it, you can tell that it's like if not absolutely scripted then maybe even a little rehearsed in some cases or they just edit it such that it does not sound like it's two people talking to one another it sounds like they're talking at one another which is fine it works and like the stuff that they are doing is great and that's a much more popular podcast than i will ever have and like congrats to to the to, to all of their success but it definitely makes that when i when i think about the things that i don't want to listen to like i want to hear a conversation between a group of people i don't want to listen to people talking at one another yeah, it's it's the the scripted podcasts I think tend to be probably more popular. Maybe that's not true, but I just think that there is definitely a huge audience for that because it's a way to deliver information in a much more succinct way. Like if somebody does a scripted Merlin podcast, they can probably tell you really valuable information. A lot of work goes into that, but at the same time, if it's kind of weird because it's like they're not really having a conversation. They're just they're just reading to each other. I listened to one podcast not that long ago. I don't remember what the heck it was. It's not important, but I, it sounded a little bit like they were reading off a script. But I, you know, I don't know the people that well, and I'm just listening in. And then one of the hosts read the same part of the script that the host before them had just read ha. without realizing it. <laughs> and I was like, I can't fucking listen to this okay, anymore. This is, this is unlistenable. Now. This now is absolutely listenable. Stop thinking about it. Uh, somebody wrote in uh, to suggest a a TV show that we cover after Merlin. And I, I sent this Patreon message to you. Uh, and they said that they had only found one other podcast that covered this particular TV show. And the host sounded like, uh, like my podcast gremlin voice, uh, which, oh, which, yeah. which I thought was funny. Cause I don't even remember what I did for my podcast gremlin, but somebody else had mentioned it the other day. I was like, I can't believe you only did this joke once. And I'm like, I don't even remember what I did to be honest with you. So, <laughs> um, that's, that's, that's another thing is just trying to find people that you, that, that, that you just like to listen to. Right. And that's why I tell people like, don't like never try to perform to your audience. Just do the shit that you like and let people come along with you. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. I feel like there are people that listen to Chris and Jeremy talk about video games and, and bullshit just because they like Chris and Jeremy. That doesn't like, they may not like dark souls or Elden ring or shadow of the classes or whatever we get obsessed with for a week or two. Uh-huh. Uh, but they are, but they're here for it because it's Chris and Jeremy talking and we're having a good time doing it. And I, I'm that Which way about podcasts. Easily the most flattering thing. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. There was something that somebody said to us in the discord the other day, and it was one of those random innocuous things. I cannot remember what it was, but I just remember reading it and I was busy and I didn't respond, but just thinking like, that's the nicest thing that anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> and it was such a random, like, oh, I listen to you while I go to sleep. Or it was like, just, it wasn't yeah, that, but it was yeah. something just so simple like that. But then when I stopped and, and thought about it, I was like, wow, that's so fucking nice. But I can't remember what it was. Damn it. Oh, well, I'm a hater. I don't hang on to the nice thing. I used to, I used to like do the side eye at the, I listen to you when I'm falling asleep because on the one hand. I guess that's a compliment. Like if, if we have such soothing voices that it can uh-huh. lull people to sleep. And if we're helping people get that much needed rest after very stressful lives, then that's, that's great. But at the same time, we're funny. Yeah, <laughs> like on. we're making people laugh. What are you doing? How can you go to and sleep? I, I guess it's the same thing. It's you know, some people sleep with the TV on. Occasionally I'll put on an audio book, mm-hmm. but I set an eight minute timer on that sucker. That's, that's right. It. Eight that's minutes. all you need. Um, 
I watch. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine listening to us. Like, what if I start screaming? What I'm if you start screaming? Yeah, that could happen literally at any point. Like, and you're, what if you're like forty minutes in and you're just hitting that rim cycle and you're all of a sudden just, you're just drifting off, and then I start <laughs> screaming about you know, it's just eggs, nut, nut blood, something, just something fucking crazy. <laughs> oh man, uh, I watch a I watch a YouTube guy. Um, he plays Slay the Spire, uh, and. He's very. He's got a very soothing voice, and uh, it's just him on the microphone. And he explains, mm-hmm. even though he's played this game up to a, th- a million hours, uh, he explains pretty much almost every run, w- the logic behind all of his thinking as he plays specific cards or does specific actions in the game. So it's a really good resource if you're like playing Slay the Spire and you want to learn how to play Slay the Spire. Like watching his streams will 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 boost you up into that like upper tier range. Uh, but it's also great if you're just trying to nap on the couch. <laughs> yeah, it's, sometimes <laughs> that's all you need. You ever fallen asleep while gaming? Yes, I. I don't know when the last time I did it, but I have a really distinct memory in high school of playing Oblivion and and walking around the Imperial City, and I was doing my thing, and I just started drifting off with the controller in my hand, and then waking up, and I was in a different zone, and just being like, "What the fuck." happened how did i get here because i must have just held down the button while i w- was sleeping and walked straight through a door or a gate but then you yeah. to, i don't know to this day i don't really know how i ended up in fucking breville but i did and i've just been thinking about it ever since i can so clearly see where i was in my mind as i was like uh-oh i'm falling asleep i should i should probably save the game didn't save woke up a minute later and i'm just fucking on the road outside of a different city i'll never i'll never understand i um I had a moment the other day, uh, day before yesterday, I think. I don't know what day it is. Um, where we were talking in the in the group chat for pads like one bro thing. Um, yeah. And it's literally like it was just one of those things that you obviously are like, oh, I, what do we, what are the guys saying in their DMs? And it's literally yeah. like three grown men, two of which have children, just saying that they fall asleep while playing video games now <laughs> that they've gotten old. <laughs> and Pad like Pad said the exact same thing. Like he was playing some video games and he and he just woke up and he was just all the way across the map. He did not know <laughs> how he got there. Wow. wow. See, I think I because of my. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I it it has happened, like I just described, but it doesn't happen a lot. I just feel like I'm just good. I'm like, all right, I gotta just turn the game off. I gotta just just time to go to sleep or whatever. But that is also because I have a hard time falling asleep. Um, See, I have a hard so. time falling asleep, so I I do the opposite. Like at night, if I'm if I'm reading, I usually read before I go to bed. If yeah. I start noticing myself like drifting off, then I just I just lean even harder to it. Like I'm like, yes, yes, I'm just going to try to keep mm-hmm. reading for as long as possible until my body shuts me down, because I just feel like if I close the iPad and put it down and get comfy or whatever, then I'm just going to wake myself up enough to yep. not go back to sleep. So I would rather I do the the thing and just commit. I fall asleep reading all the time or, or I start to nod off while reading all the time. And then instead of committing, like you just described, I'm like, well, you know, I better get up and pee just so, you know, just so I don't have to wake up in the middle of the night and pee. And it's more, it's more of like a mental thing than it is like a physical thing. Um, or I'm like, I, I just, I, I'll fixate on, oh, I should get up and pee. Um, it's very annoying. And then as soon as I come back to bed, I'm like, oh, I'm fucking awake now because <laughs> yep. I just got up and walked around. I had the lights on, ran the cold water on my hands. All this shit just happened. Uh, pissed all over myself. Piss, piss everywhere. <laughs> Classic Chris. Uh, that's why we, that's, I, I do, I, that's why we call you Piss play, Chris, um, my friend. 
I'll play a lot of visual novels before bed because nothing's gonna put you to sleep like a, like a fucking visual novel. Like a bu- like a bunch of people just yammering, yammering yeah. at you yeah. left and right. I do find that playing the Switch in handheld mode helps me fall asleep. I don't know what it is. Good. If I look at my phone at night, forget about it. Yeah, phone. Uh, I'm not. Phone is is bad for sleep for me. Phone. I'll but just, for some reason, yeah. I can play even playing Fire Emblem last week. I could. I fell asleep after playing. And it was just something about it. I don't know. Maybe it just makes me feel like a kid playing Game Boy or something. But um, Sunday- can I brag about Fire Emblem real quick? Yeah, yeah. Hit it. I won't say the level. I don't want to give like – it's no sto- story spoilers, just okay. like gameplay spoilers, I guess. But there is a section where you have to do two levels back to back. Normally, you're able to like leave, you know, go back to your home base, level up, buy new equipment. Um, pick different you know units to join your battle but there's two that's just back to back and i just heard all of my friends who were playing the game describing it as like the hardest thing ever and the two people who i talked to were both playing on casual mode so when their units died they would come back on the next battle but i'm on hard mode and i'm on classic mode which again means if my unit dies they're dead forever i can't bring them back in the next battle so i was like fuck like i'm screwed and um, during the second of these two levels, the first one I made it through and everything was fine. I'm like, I'm on edge because I'm like, well, that was way easier than everyone on Twitter made it seem like. And then sure enough, the next chapter starts. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is what everyone was talking about. I'm in trouble. And you can't use the rewind feature, mm. um, which is like, it's key. On hard mode, you have 10 cha- ter- chances to rewind. So if you screw up, you know, oh, I didn't mean to move that unit there. I got them killed. I can rewind to turn. You could actually rewind to the beginning of the battle if you really want to. Um, and it's it's very helpful, especially on hard mode. Uh, but in this particular level, you don't have that ability. And I was shitting bricks, just being like, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna I'm gonna be here all day. I'm gonna have to change the difficulty. No, it took me like 30 fucking minutes. I figured everything out. I made it through completely unscathed, and I could not believe it. And I was just, it was one of those things there. I was so like, like cheesed up. I was so fucking hype for myself, but I didn't want to then go to Twitter and start bragging about it because I had just seen all my friends struggle so much with it. Sure. I was like, well, I don't want to be an asshole and get on and get on here and be like, that was so easy. So I can't easy for me. You guys struggle with this, but now I'm saying it. And now I'm saying now it. I felt like a real fucking Chad. Perfect. I felt like a, a real alpha gamer. Somebody here. called you a Chad in the Discord recently, if I remember yeah. correctly. <laughs> Wayne <laughs> called me a Chad. Yeah, perfect. I love it. I, uh, uh, I, anyway, <laughs> I've I've started. I'm gonna I'm gonna really try to commit to this, but I started a, a notes file on my phone today to track everything that I do in 2023, like media wise, movies, TV yeah. shows, video games. I'm always I always get bad about this, but uh, I'd already beaten two games this year, which seems crazy. Like oh, I, wow. one I started in December and one was relatively short. So and I'm pretty well on the way to beating a third game. So I was like, I'm never gonna remember what this fucking game is in December. Like I want to be able to like look back and yeah. see what I did. So. Yeah. I've um I've been doing it in, the, in a notebook. Uh, I had a work notebook and it became it was just like a full size like regular you know notebook. Too much of a pain in the ass to carry back and forth. I swapped it out for a much smaller one that I use, and now I just have this full basically empty work uh, notebook. So I just started picking fucking lists in it, and I've just been enjoying it. I'm just like here's some games that I want to beat. I'll check them off. I'll write down the date when I finish them, and next year if I still have this, I can look back and see all the things I didn't finish. Blah blah blah. And then I started doing with books and manga, and then the all the anime that Jess and I have been watching. So now I'm just like, well, it's just all media now. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just bragging about how much media I consumed, about how much the, I didn't um, work out. <laughs> I guess yo seriously. Um, we should talk about Berlin, but I just I was just thinking of this very late last night. It just this thought popped into my head. We watched this anime where the like main plot line or like the main problem that had occurred was that there was now 100 loose guns in Japan. Okay, like just the, the 100. 100 guns in like a weapons deal had like 
gone missing. So now there's 100 guns unaccounted for in the country. And I was like, man, Japan's problems are way fucking different than ours. 100 loose guns, and it's the whole fucking plot of this anime. Meanwhile, in America, that's just like fucking one block in Texas. It's just 100 loose guns somewhere. It's just so different, and I didn't stop to think. Because the whole time we're watching the show, I'm like, well, surely they mean like Gatling guns. Nope. Or like these really mm-hmm. high-tech space. Nope. No, it's nope. just like 9 millimeter handguns. Okay. All right. Yeah. I guess I'm just fucking desensitized to guns because I live in America. I bet uh, the street that I live on, I bet there's over a thousand guns on it. Boom. Right there. This is what I'm talking about. Like, now, I know obviously nobody in Japan has guns, so that's why this is a big deal. And it yeah. does actually shine, shine a light on you know gun violence and all that kind of stuff. But it was just when I, I, I stopped to think, like, wow, that's crazy that this whole plot, this whole, like, special task force is going in to deal with this. When in America, it's just like, that's just anybody's street. Yeah, that's just a that's just a normal kind of situation. I, I mean, it's, it's God, gun culture is so fucking weird, dude. I, um, I, I had an experience with people using guns around me the other day. Um, and, like, the guy was showing off this gun. Um, and, like, everybody around had been drinking. Um, which is which is bad news and mm-hmm. including me uh and like so he walks it over to me and him and another person are looking at it and then like I, like i'm giving it the side eye because i'm like i don't know these people this is not my situation yeah. like i'm just looking for the door like i need to get the fuck away from drunk people playing with guns and the guy looked at me and i guess he caught my vibe because he was like oh no no we we made sure that there were no bullets in it earlier and i was like they all fucking said ah, I, I feel like that's the start of every story <laughs> i feel like that's the, every single person that's ever gotten accidentally shot by a gun has been like oh i thought it was unloaded like i just i feel like that's the exact way like why why would you risk it like why oh no i definitely unloaded it oh okay sure <laughs> stresses me out yeah. stresses me out don't like don't like and this was like a little tiny like baby gun like a palm-sized kind of yeah they kept calling it a whore's gun which is probably not the pc term for it but that's Pro- what i don't i don't think so, <laughs> that's what they kept calling true. it chris that's, that's not my words i'm just it I'm paints just, a picture i'm just reporting the news here chris <laughs> all right yeah. all right yeah, let's let's talk about Merlin. It's been twenty five. All right, let's talk about Merlin. Berlin, 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 Merlin. I'm begging of you, please don't tip my king. Berlin, 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 Merlin. Is it more gonna your type of thing? Your magic is beyond Stand, but keep 